And a very good morning behind the scenes interview time here on the Farm Hour. And our guest in studio with us this morning, our frequent visitor from the OSU Extension Office in Wayne County. And that is Rory Levandusky. Rory, uh, first off, a very good morning as always. Happy to have you with us here today. Yeah, good morning, Ron. Glad to be here. Today's topic with Rory is going to be determining forage moisture content. And we're talking about this in the context of uh, making a stored forage, hay, baleage, or silage. Uh, each of these forages are made at a different moisture content, obviously. So, Rory, uh, out of the gate, why is moisture content important? What happens if it's not correct? Yeah, now why forage maturity and stage of development is typically cited as the number one factor that determines forage quality. For any stored forage, moisture content at harvest is certainly a close second. So for each type of stored forage, there's a moisture content range that works well. Uh, moisture content drives what happens to that forage after it's removed from the field, whether quality will be maintained or whether it will be degraded. And so improper moisture content that really reduces storage life of any of those forages. If the moisture content is not correct, uh, we can get moldy hay, uh, it, can, it can spoil, uh, and baleage and silage will not ferment properly. Rory, is, is there some method commonly used by producers to determine the correct forage moisture content? Yeah, Ron. So by far the most common method of determining forage moisture content is really some variation of, of what we might call the hand test, and, and that basically involves uh, any forage. If you're going to bale it, for example, you go out, you grab a sample from the windrow, and you, you tightly twist it together, and then uh, you release it. And depending how quickly that grab sample springs back or untwists, uh, kind of determines if that forage is too wet, too dry, or, you know, is it ready to be baled. Now, for a chopped forage, uh, typically uh, you'll reach in, grab a hand sample, and squeeze it into a ball. And then, again, upon release, uh, you watch how quickly that ball falls apart to determine if that forage is ready to be ensiled. Rory, how well does this hand test method work? It, it doesn't seem to be very precise, and it seems like you know there's there's going to be plenty of room for error there. Yeah, that's a good point, Ron. Uh, there's probably as much art as there is science, obviously, to these uh, various hand methods, and experience uh, certainly plays a role in, in you know what you can determine that that calibration process. Now, there's no denying though that you know a lot of good quality stored forage obviously gets made. Uh, with farmers using these methods of determining forage moisture, so it, it can't just be, you know, poo-pooed and written off. But on the other hand, uh, errors do uh, occur occasionally, and forage gets lost because uh, forage moisture wasn't estimated correctly. There's a learning curve, obviously, if you're going to do this, and uh, there's always a degree of uncertainty. There's no getting away from that. Now, for those who may want more certainty and an actual forage moisture percentage number, uh, there are some tools that can be considered. Rory, you mentioned the tools. What are they and how are they used? Yeah, those tools available to determine forage moisture uh, include things like a microwave oven. Uh, there are commercial forage moisture testers. Uh, there's a hand-constructed vortex dryer, uh, moisture probes, and moisture sensors. And some of those are even built into harvest equipment. Now, each of these has some advantages and disadvantages. Uh, but each of them used with the proper knowledge and, and protocol can help the forage producer to more accurately determine forage moisture. 
most of these tools, again, uh, they require a good representative sample to be collected to produce reliable results. So that means if you're out in the field sampling a windrow, make sure you sample across uh, the entire cross-section, you know, the top, middle, and bottom, and take that from multiple areas of the field. Rory Lewandowski, again, our guest uh, via the telephone this morning, uh, talking with us here on the Farm Hour. Rory, let's discuss each tool briefly, beginning with the, the microwave oven. What are advantages and disadvantages of using a microwave oven uh, or I should say a microwave over other methods. You know, talk about the process involved there. Yeah. Well, I think the, the biggest advantage of microwaves is that, you know, they're commonly available. Uh, it's something everybody knows about. You can get access to. Uh, you can get one at a reasonable cost, even, you know, pick up used ones. Uh, so microwaves do provide forage moisture determination within a 1% to 2% of actual forage moisture in about a, you know, a 20-minute period. So that's a... Again, fairly quickly and, and fairly accurate. The biggest drawback, however, to using a microwave is that the forage material can catch on fire uh, if you're not being careful as that forage drives down in the, in the microwave, especially as it gets close to its end point. So you have to really pay attention and, and uh, spend, put some effort into it. Now, the procedure involves weighing out about 100 grams of fresh weight of, a, of your representative forage material, and that should be cut into pieces no larger than about one inch in length. Uh, basically, then you just continue to cook that sample in small time increments, uh, removing and weighing that sample until its weight doesn't change by more than one gram. So, for example, if you start with 100 grams and that end weight is 20 grams, uh, the moisture content of the forage is 80%. Rory, what about commercial forage moisture testers? How do they work, and what advantages and disadvantages do they have? Well, those commercial forage uh, testers, they use either heat or electrical conductivity to come up with a moisture reading. Uh, they typically include a heating unit and a fan, uh, and they determine moisture content by forcing heated air through a forage sample of known weight. Uh, now, unlike a microwave, they don't require that constant supervision and monitoring, um, and you don't have the risk of burning your plant material. So those are kind of the advantages. Depending on your initial forage moisture, the process is going to take, similar to a microwave, 25, 30 minutes. Uh, accuracy is going to be within about 3% of an oven-dried sample. Forage samples, again, should be in pieces about that 1 to 2 inches in length. Uh, and again, as I mentioned, the big advantage over a microwave is the risk of setting fire to your sample is reduced. Uh, for many producers, however, the biggest disadvantage of that type of tester is the cost. Uh, depending upon the make and model, uh, you should count on spending anywhere from about 350 to maybe $450. Rory, you mentioned a vortex dryer. Tell our listeners what that is and explain how that works. Well, this is something uh, developed by Penn State Extension. Uh, they call it a vortex dryer, and it uses uh, just commonly available materials that you assemble yourself. So uh, you buy a handheld hair dryer, uh, some uh, PVC tubing that can uh, handle uh, high temperatures, some galvanized steel, furnace filter, some window screen material, and uh, some plywood. Uh, cost is going to be approximately that $50 to $60 range uh, to assemble it in your farm shop. For sample size in the Vortex dryers, about 200 grams of, uh, of your fresh weight material. And then the procedure is basically the same as uh, with a microwave oven. You start with initial weight. Uh, you dry the sample until the weight does not change more than one gram. 
Uh, and the advantage, in addition to the cost, is kind of because it's, it's uh, forcing uh, heated air through it. Again, you don't really have the risk of burning the, your sample, so that works well. Accuracy is within about 1% of a drying oven. Hay samples, again, take somewhere in that 20 to 25 minutes to dry. If you have a, a silage sample, that could take a little longer, 40 to 50 minutes, uh, to get your final moisture determination. Uh, there is a good fact sheet on how to make and use this Vortex dryer that's available on the Penn State Extension website. Rory, that brings us to moisture sensors, either handheld or mounted on harvest equipment. How reliable are they? And again, like the others, talk about advantages and also disadvantages. Yeah, so all these sensors are, are basically using electroconductivity. Uh, they include probes and sensors. Uh, and some of those, again, are mounted on balers and harvest equipment. Now, the advantage of these types of testers is that they're providing near inst instantaneous moisture reading. So as that moisture runs past that sensor, you got that reading right there. You don't have to, to wait much time. Uh, the trade-off, cost is a factor. Depending upon the model of the tester probe, uh, they can cost anywhere from a $180 to $300 or more. Now, if those sensors are mounted on your baler or harvesting equipment, uh, you can typically add anywhere from 275 to maybe $400 to the price tag. And there are some advanced systems out there uh, for those more advanced systems <clears throat> that can actually mark high moisture bales. Uh, that cost can actually be over $1,000. Uh, and those, those systems are also, they, because they're reading moisture right there, they can also uh, be used with variable rate uh, preservation application. And so if you have that, uh, that, that whole system could run you uh, 2500 And depending on system accuracy, uh, it's about plus or minus 5%. So maybe not quite as accurate as some of those other systems, but again, you're getting it, uh, that reading very fast. Now, if you have sensors on balers and harvesting equipment, they can begin to lose accuracy and reliability as forage material over time leaves kind of a gummy residue uh, over the sensor. So uh, make sure you provide periodic cleaning and calibration of that sensor to maintain accurate readings. Rory, we've covered a lot uh, of information on today's show. So if someone has questions still or needs more details, what can they do? Yeah, well, the information on today's program is really based uh, upon a forage moisture determination article uh, that was uh, published in the OSU Extension Buckeye Dairy News. Uh, that entire article is available online with links to uh, resources. Uh, you can contact Wayne County Extension Office at 330-264-8722 for more information, or I'd be glad to provide a link uh, to that article or send that article out to folks uh, via email. Rory, as always, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Once again, Rory Levandusky joining us in studio today uh, as we talk here on the Farm Hour. Uh, as always, uh, all things agriculture with Rory. We'll come back with more right after this quick break. Hope you'll stay tuned. <laughs> 